Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and it's Bat Marathon Week. We watched four Batman films in preparation for the new film The Batman, so we watched the 1989 film Batman, then we watched Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. We skipped the Christopher Nolan ones just for the sake of time, and also because tonally we think they're going to be pretty close to The Batman, so we wanted to go and visit the earlier eras of the Caped Crusader. So, Technically, I suppose a spoiler alert for these, though we actually don't really go too much into the plot details of them, but you know, just it, it helps to have seen them for this episode. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? In preparation for The Batman, we watched The Batman. <laughs> Almost all of The Batman, <laughs> except for the Nolan ones. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the original? Not yeah. Adam West, but the, uh, the oh, just Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we, we, go, in, I think we well. go in order. Yeah. yeah, all right. Full disclosure, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Oh my God, what? It was such a fun experience for me. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I, thank you. Glorious yeah. time. <laughs> and I yeah. remember you saying that before, so I was like really eager to get your thoughts. Like, I'm so I interested. Th- I thought in- that you had definitely seen it, but it had been a long time. And so I guess I must have missed you saying you didn't see it. I, I thought I had seen it and I had seen bits and pieces for sure. But there were moments in it that I was like, oh, I would have remembered this. And I, <laughs> you know, when like Jack Nicholson is in the museum or something like that, it has like with a boombox <laughs> above his head. Yeah. Oh, God, it was, I was just like, this is so ridiculous. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I very much enjoyed it. Um, coming around on Keaton as maybe being one of the stronger Batman. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's, it's no uh, no secret that he is my Batman. Mm, okay. Uh, I think he is the best to play it as of yet. I have not seen my, my boy You haven't Robert, seen Sparkly but... Robert? Yeah. <laughs> we all know I'm obsessed with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do think it's a bit of a miscast, but I think he will kill it. But that being said, Michael Keaton forever. Fair enough, fair enough. I love so much of the imagery of this movie and Kim Basinger and just mm-hmm. it's just like it's got the wonderful like camp from the comic books but keeping the really like gothic bat you know Gotham feel it's just classic for a reason you know these films are fantastic I yes. recommend them highly to anyone yes I think like it was it was really smart uh, to go with the film noir vibe that they decided to go with and I think not to jump ahead to Batman Returns but they, mm. they are so kind of synonymous with one another in ways and the style with Tim Burton behind it and if there's it's no it's not a secret at all it's very clear that they directly inspired the vibe of the Batman animated series which I think is still one of the greatest animated series we've had personally but yeah it's it's so heavily inspired by these and and these also were inspired clearly by the Adam West stuff mm-hmm. back in the day and well and also I think the comics are you know a lot of the shots feel directly from comic book art you know and so it's like I just love I love that it embraces all of it right like it embraces the like full kind of goofy feel of like Adam West to the you know dark comic books and it just i don't know it sings well they created gotham like they made even though obviously you look at these shots and being that it's a little dated you you don't believe that these (laughs) these landscape shots are of a real city but it's gotham and that's that's always not to always go to the nolan things but that's always my biggest complaint with those is it's like i i want to 
be, believe this is a city that doesn't exist. It's a, mm-hmm. it's fantasy. This is fantasy. Marvel's in our universe. DC is not. Like DC is. These are different places. It's just. It was so fun to see a visual representation of Gotham that is not just from a comic book or animated. And it was. I miss that kind of stuff. I feel like we move away from it now. You know, I just love. I love that it really honors the comic books and and really the the cheese, but the 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 drama and the, I don't know, it's just so wonderful to see. Because I think my main issue with the Christopher Nolan ones is that he wants to set them in a real universe, which is fine. But then he keeps adding in weird fantastical elements that don't go with it. So it's like, you can't just take these. And also, I hate that you take these fantastical characters and then try to make them mundane, essentially, when they have so much color and so much vibrancy and so much drama and, I don't know, extraness in the comics that is so fun. And then we try to strip that all away just to have another serious but boring movie. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Can someone remind me if Gotham is semi-based on i know we just mentioned their fantasy not the real world but it's closer to like chicago, chicago. okay okay oh i thought it was detroit but I'm pretty oh sure detroit chicago, would also but make i sense, could be but... wrong okay you're probably right I mean, but yeah and the metropolis does, is supposed yeah. to be manhattan right it's not right. new york that's <laughs> right 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 okay do you know do you know what silicon valley is oh we went over this i can't remember you said it once though platinum fats right <laughs> which is, it works that works it works very well yeah. Because birds of prey live there for a while, and it just right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It tracks. Yeah, it does indeed. Yeah, but I, I feel. Oh like- yeah, because I think isn't Star City, Detroit? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, you two are the other two. Okay, right. I'm more. Yeah. yeah, I'm more DC than he is for the right. most part. So. Yeah, but it was it was very fun to sort of get to experience it for the first time, and I don't know. If I hadn't seen the Nolan ones, I actually would have appreciated the sort of campiness of this, you know, the original. I'm calling it the original. It's not the original, but we're just going to call it the original for, you know, modern day original. Well, it's the original film. Yeah. Right? Wasn't like, there? Live action film. Well, because those were or TV shows, right? Adam West was a show, but I don't know. I thought he had. No, there's a 1966 movie oh, with so Adam West. With... Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is technically the second film called Batman. Yeah. First in my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I like, I think it does, like you said, it does honor the comics. And it, it's, it's, it feels like a translation rather than mm. a total reimagining for a different medium. It's like, oh, let's actually translate this into this medium. And I think that part of what we see today a lot is people are really, really into the idea of comic book characters and stories but don't have a lot of interest in actual comic books and that's totally mm-hmm. okay but I think that that's what we see so we, we see uh, I remember a big complaint of mine when the Dark Knight was out was that people a lot of people I remember saying like oh wow yeah see that's that's the Joker what an amazing Joker and stuff and I'm like I thought Heath Ledger did amazing for the role that was written but that is not exactly the Joker like Jack Nicholson's actually closer to the way the Joker was always written mm. <laughs> which which is a Cesar Romero kind of inspiration as well right, right, from right. you know but it but it's a something where it's like I'm fine with an evolution in saying oh that was a really cool character there but I don't but then people just decide to claim it as like see that's what it should be like and it's like no actually it's not like it's okay that it is now but it just 
becomes kind of this weird muddied area and everyone just wants it to be whatever they like rather right. than what yeah. it was. And that's okay. I think that the one misstep that this film kind of makes a little bit for me, and I think a lot of people probably share this, but I think it was unnecessary to make Jack Napier or whatever his name was, the the killer, the, the Joker's original persona, the one who murdered Bruce Wayne's parents oh, rather yeah, than yeah, it yeah. being a senseless crime. Because it was senseless somewhat, but I think that making that connection kind of then cheapens what Bruce Wayne is moving forward in a mm-hmm. way where he fights against the crime because it was a simple senseless crime with no other repercussions and motivations that right. ended his parents. And when you put it here where it's like this guy who ends up being your arch nemesis is actually the one who did that. It just kind of makes it too connecty connecty in a way where I'm like, no, oh, this is silly. Right. It, it, it removes the motivation to fight like the concept of injustice and crime and it makes it about yeah. like revenge and that because at this point at the end of this you're like oh well, actually now you've got the guy who did it so, so <laughs> you know going like, to be you a millionaire to be yeah. a rich dude like, done. You can retire. You're done. Yeah. it's over yeah yeah and yeah. so it kind of does change that a little bit for me but it's it's that it's okay it's just one of those things where every time i watch it i'm kind of like ah, i wish that whole part just was not in it because we just don't need you know the the iconic imagery of the the pearls and the bats Mm -hmm. and the you know that they cannot stop doing every other iteration of it which always makes me laugh in some ways but also it's so iconic that that is why it ends up in every film because it's what we remember yeah although if i never have to see that origin story again i'll be fine what's funny is it's true to comic because they they do it constantly in the comics as well i i just that's part i love Gotham and different Gotham characters and and the villains especially but Batman comics get really annoying to me because it's just at every turn you just got to have Bruce Wayne mulling over the death of his parents from how many years ago and explaining it to someone else and talking about how much it affected and then there's like bats in the distance and get get over it get over the the most traumatizing event of your life just get over it but it cannot be the only source of motivation for you like the only thing that you you harp on for the rest of your existence like well i mean batman the character is the worst character in his in his world which is funny because it's like the bat people and they the movies have never done them justice so it's you know hard to say here yeah, okay, you're looking at me like you're going to say that no, no, they no, did. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. But I will say that, you know, the rogues gallery and the bat, you know, bat girls and the bat, you know, the Robins are some of my favorite characters in comic books. And they don't, they have not done them justice in any other franchise. So it's hard. I, I cannot agree or disagree with you because I don't have that foundational knowledge. But I do want, I think this actually brings us to Batman Returns. Because in terms of the rogues gallery, what an underappreciated villain film. Because Michelle Pfeiffer mm. is so good in that. And mm. and also, I can't remember. I think I told you I was going to hold on to the story until we recorded this. But so whenever the last actual in-person Halloween I had was, my coworkers and I did we did like a Batman Pokemon crossover. And so, you know, one of my coworkers was in a full on leather, not actual leather, but you know, like leathery thing and had an actual bullwhip and I went as the penguin. So this is like a hardcore inspiration, you know, villain film for me and getting to rewatch this one. This one, I was like, yes, I've seen this all the way through. I I do think they are some of my favorite. This is, this is one that actually has two of my favorite villains in it. And I know everyone loves the Joker and Two-Face and stuff like this, but this to me, I was like, "Mm, yes. 
I mean, no, it's like, I, I mean, they're incredible. Agreed. They're not underappreciated in this household. Yeah. It is something that I just, I think, I mean, I'm a big Michelle Pfeiffer fan in general. And a lot of that was born out of this. Because, I mean, this came out, I remember seeing this in theaters. And this came out when I was five, six years old. And I remember seeing it in the theater. Like, it was a big deal. And she's just incredible in it. Danny DeVito is amazing in it as well. But they are quintessential like examples of how to adapt of one of these villains in, into, into films. And I thought, I remember saying it back when the first Thor came out that I thought that Loki, Tom Hiddleston was probably to me the most dead on casting of a comic book villain since Michelle Pfeiffer Mm. as Catwoman. And I still kind of stand by that. I think that I'm kind of done with Tom Hiddleston as Loki and that I think his story is done for me, but I think he was a brilliant casting for that, but I think that yeah, Michelle, and I think it was initially Annette Benning, which I also think she would have been great, but oh. it's hard to imagine it because it's just so iconic for right. Michelle. Well, and I love that, like, I mean, maybe it's just because I love her as Catwoman, but I feel like it is the iconic performance of it, and I haven't disliked, um, you know, I didn't dislike most of the Catwomen I've seen since, but... <laughs> Including Halle Berry. I actually, (laughs) you know, ironically, I suppose, enjoy that film. But she is Catwoman. Like, no matter who else does it, it's just the best performance of it. I feel like Halle Berry was trying to mimic, in some ways, Michelle Pfeiffer's performance. And that may, I mean, there were plenty of things that were the downfall of that. But trying to embody the same type of Catwoman. I think, I, you know, obviously there's there will be Catwoman in this new The Batman, but it actually made me think the weakest Catwoman of all time was Anne Hathaway. Because it's just like, there's something about Michelle Pfeiffer's performance that just exudes sexuality in this. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, okay. And and then um, I was thinking about it on the way home from, I, I've seen The Batman and I was just like, you know who's the worst Catwoman? Anne Hathaway. Just yeah. like, Dry, dry, I, I don't know. I, I, Michelle I, feels effortless. You just believe yeah. it. And the thing is, is she's got the look for it, the face, and it's like, and Hathaway's got the beautiful eyes, the big princess face, and this and that, whatever. And like, it, she has to work harder to be, to be believed. I will say, I think that she did okay. I think she was totally fine in the role, but the role that was written was not Cat. No, that's also you know, not it was her. Woman yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. With, kind of dressing like that. It was sad. Right. Like, that was what it was, you know, and I think she did well at that. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she I like her fine, but I, uh, yeah, I, I actually like in, well, I don't know. I hate that movie so hard for a lot of different reasons that have nothing to do with Anne Hathaway. So that's I think she's like one of the the least offensive parts of that movie. So maybe that's part of why I'm like, I liked it. <laughs> you upset me the least. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I mean, Michelle, uh, I just, uh, the way that she plays this sort of, you know, deranged like woken up woman so real and also so over the top at the same time and it's just fantastic it's everything yeah yeah well it it it, it informed the character of catwoman moving forward and that's the thing that it's she got happens. changed in the comics to yeah, match still, more closely. oh wow I didn't yeah, know it that. still happens in comics or with movies and stuff and nowadays like like you'll read a, a modern avengers comic and you're going to see Samuel Jackson in there. Right, right, yeah. Right. Actually, right. I it it does yeah. happen, but I felt like this was a huge pivotal mark of that character is, like, she's the origin story for the character we know in the comics now. And before, when she, you know, the one that, like, Julie Newmar's version, you know, more of a cat burglar and this and that, and the, the hair, the style, and everything. 
that was what we had she, seen of Catwoman for the most part before this movie. Yeah, she was. See she was just like a, a jewelry thief. Yeah, I I do want to give a shout out to Eartha Kitt as Catwoman because yes, you know That's she is yeah. she is her. I think she's like a, a creature unto herself. So I don't necessarily group her in with the rest. Like I love Eartha Kitts, but it's you know I think she's just taking place in a different Batman interpretation than everyone. You know, Adam West stuff is just its like own thing. But but yeah, I just watching this again. And I don't think I'd seen Returns until you know I had not seen it in a very long time. Oh, the so first was, one, Returns you hadn't seen in a while, like all the way. Through. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't you seen had. the first one in its entirety, I, but I have seen Returns, and I just. I forgot that it's Christopher Walken as well. Like, how fun is That's that? So good. It's another like juicy, delicious villain. Like he's the villain of the film, which is what's great because truly the other two, the other two have their own motivations, but their motivations are not this diabolical thing. Right. They just get you know they're I mean? not going out to like yeah. kill people. They both really. are in their own little revenge stories, right? Mm-hmm. But Max Shrek is trying to deplete Gotham of all of its resources. Essentially, <laughs> like he's you know trying <laughs> yeah. to destroy, like destroy Gotham as we know it in, in a very sneaky way that isn't just about, ah, ha ha, I will destroy you all. Like it's like, yeah. it, it doesn't fall into the tropes that have since come into superhero films, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that it really deserves so much credit for that. I think the other thing I liked about it is that, you know, we, we've talked about this extensively about sometimes, and most of the times the Batman movies, because the rogues gallery and because all the villains are more interesting than Batman, they try and cram too many into it. And, you know, I think this goes back to the the Batman, the first Batman of these movies in that, you know, making the Joker part of the larger story. Like, I feel like Batman Returns was one of the best integrations of all the villainous-ish plot lines that felt organic. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, I understand how, you know, uh, Shrek was able to prey upon Cobblepot and, and, and you know, utilize him for his yeah. own nefarious purposes. And, it, like, it felt, it didn't feel super forced as opposed to some of the other ones, which, you know, it's a little like, okay, I guess this is convenient. You're both, like, maniacs and you join together. Sure. Yeah. Well, and this one's All like, right. no, and you and you get why Selena and, and Oswald, like, they, why they team up and, like, why it's beneficial for them both. And then once he betrays her and this and that, like, it's like, it all just, it's, it's all larger than life and, like, okay, yeah, right, in real life, right? But it, but it, makes sense for the context of the film as it's been set up right and it's not overly convenient no and it watches exactly as as a comic book arc reads and but manages to do it in a way that's entertaining to a viewer who is willing to have enough of imagination to watch a film like this (laughs) you know (laughs) not saying it's for every viewer as i'm trying to say like for someone who this is their vibe it translated it translates it in such a way that like this is what it's like to read a comic book when you like reading comic books Mm. is and that's like, how, how do you accomplish that? It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So, so, so few are able to totally do it. Yeah. The best Batmobile. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. The first, I like the first one as well, but this one takes the cake and it's like, it's yeah, never it's been, so never been this good since. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, uh, I will say for Batman forever, unless anyone has major parting thoughts on returns, Batman forever was the beginning a little bit of, uh, the, the forcing, well, forcing the storylines of the villains together, right? Where it's just like, okay, like I, I get why these two would team up, and I will just say it: I actually really enjoy Jim Carrey in it. I actually, I, I enjoy all of them. Well, I, I know this is going to be unpopular here, but I'm not Team Nicole. I don't understand what she's doing in this movie. Not that she's a villain, but you know, I, I, I like the villains separately in this, but I think putting them together was just like this doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, I mean, I can feel it. You know, I have the most unpopular opinion in the f- fact that I think that Val Kilmer is my favorite Batman. Oh, I was because I was going to go back to it. I was like, who is your Batman? Val? Okay. Yeah, and um, it's mostly because Michael Keaton's too goofy for me, and I understand why he gets all tongue-tied around Selena because I would too. Um, <laughs> but that's just not the, like, the Batman that I love. Okay. All right. Sexy brooding, you know. Yeah. The jaw. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first note for Batman Forever is Nicole is terrible. Why is she trying to use the bat signal? <laughs> it's like a, a hookup beacon. It's a hookup app, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it sucks because I lost Look, my I'm notes sorry, from but the he's sexy two. and I don't know. <laughs> I'm also like, can anyone just like find this thing and use it? Like it just seems like there should be more, you know, that's like prank calling 911. <laughs> I mean, truly. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about the introduction of Robin is just... I forgot he has an earring, the flying yeah. Graysons. It's, it's just lot. it's a lot. I I do like that this is like the superhero era before you all had to look like Chris Hemsworth or like Chris Evans or whoever, right? And so mm-hmm. they're in these like slightly cheesy, you know, they're still circus acrobats at this point. But it just I was just like, wow, this is really what we thought costumes should look like then. Okay, like <laughs> it's a vibe. It's a right. it, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Dick Grayson is a a good character and was done dirty. <laughs> yeah, see, I sadly I, I hate this movie. I really oh, okay. Do. And I I uh, I think that Dick Grayson is the least of its problems as far as who was done dirty. I think that the the Riddler, I can respect people liking what it is and everything for what it yeah. is, but it is not the Riddler. And I'm very my own problem with this is contrary to what it seems with a dog named Harley Quinn and Catwoman <laughs> paraphernalia all over my house. The Riddler's my favorite Batman and oh. always has been since I was a little kid. Those are the most fun comics to read, I think. It's always so fun trying to figure out what's what he's what he's planning and what it's always the riddle stuff. I, it's just it's so fun when when you get a really good writer behind it. Mm-hmm. And I just really like him. I like that he's he's not genetically modified. He's mm. not he's just a smart guy who kind of becomes maniacal and just gets obsessed with trying to mess with Batman. And I just think it's fun and I just love him, right? But ooh, I it, I, my temperature rises when I watch Jim Carrey in this role. It makes me actually angry. And then going, and then you have Tommy Lee Jones just like desecrating the Harvey Dent character. When we had like, I mean, Billy D. Williams was Harvey Dent, and I loved that. And it's like, obviously, he didn't want to return, I'm sure. Yeah. But <laughs> otherwise, he yeah. would have, you know. But I like Tommy Lee Jones as well, but he just, it's like they're just trying to out crazy each other every season. Yeah, th- like, this is not, why, it, yeah. No, there's no characterization there. They're just trying to like, oh, who could be crazier? It's just like a measuring dick. No, I mean, this yeah, this movie has it. a lot less heart, right? Which is like so interesting to see because you don't, I guess when you think of the movie Batman Returns, you're not like, hmm, what a heartfelt film. But it, you know, characters like the Penguin, we can feel sorry for because he was, you know, abandoned in a sewer, mm-hmm. right? But also, you know, and grew up the way he grew up. And we get to understand him a little bit more, right? And, like, same with Selena. We get to understand who she is and, like, where she's from. And and these characters are just the one note. Yeah, I mean, watching the Selena 
cast storyline as an adult now and uh, like having been in the workplace I'm like, yeah, I too would start seeking revenge upon everyone. <laughs> you know, I am surprised more women have not, you know? And but, like that first boardroom scene where she like oh tries God. to have a question and like, it's just like, I have felt that before. They got like, that I, so right, actually. Like, I, yeah. I feel like they, And I'm like, I mean, kind of sad when I think about the fact that this was, you know, filmed in 92 or something and that we're in 2022 and I'm still like, oh yeah, I identify strongly with what happened there. And I I do wonder how it was perceived then as opposed to like now when we have a a slight reckoning, slight, Mm -hmm. you know, about these things. But I also feel like in in Batman Forever, Tommy Lee Jones is just trying to be the joke. He's trying to be Jack Nicholson's Mm -hmm. Joker. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is... Yeah, he's trying to be that while trying to be like as crazy or crazier or match the craziness at least, I guess, with Jim. Yeah, the energy levels were too energy. It's just like, and I'm like, and it's too much for me. Well, and And that's my thing about Jim Carrey in general. Like he has had performances I've enjoyed, obviously, but I will say that for the most, I don't find his comedy funny basically ever, and he doesn't have any levels. It's just one psycho, you know, well, high energy. Yes, yes, I I agree with that. I just don't know if that's, I mean, it's partially his fault, but it's partially not, right? Because it's like they chose Jim Carrey, who specialized in this thing, but they made that decision to be like, we want this character and we're going to cast the most extreme actor at the time we can find to, you know, zany up this role. And so in that sense, he succeeds. (laughs) You know, he did what they hired him to do. Except he wasn't like, I mean, he... He was around. I know Ace Ventura had happened and he had been in several things that he wasn't like really noted. It wasn't like noted, noted for, I guess. But this was still before most of his like really crazy performances that we think of. <laughs> this was 97. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he was on the rise, of course, and they knew what they were getting. You know, mm-hmm. he, he played the part as they wanted him to play. Because I bet but, you, I mean, you like, know, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen any of his stand up. Oh, I don't think I have either. I wonder if his stand up was that weird zany Was character. he a stand up? I thought he was like a. Because I know he yeah, was on In Living Color. Yeah, I, I have I've seen him. no idea what he did before. I just assume comedians always start a stand up. No, no, no. He was he was on like a sketch show. Yeah, and he, I think he was like one of the few white people on a, yeah. essentially like black cast sketch show. Yeah, and I've seen him. No, th- this is this is post Ace Ventura because '94 was his year because it's post Ace Ventura, post The Mask, post oh, Dumb and mask. Dumber. Yeah. I forgot about the mask at Dumb and Dumber, so yeah. Now, I don't know when they cast him and filmed it versus when the film came out, but like no, but you're he, right. had, I mean, he had been, before. Yeah. yeah. They know what they're getting, and it's like, you know, and that's the thing is I don't fault, actually, I, I fault, <laughs> for this and the last one, I fault Joel Shoemaker over everyone, for the most part, right? because it's so clear that the direction is asking for this level of quality that we got. Right, right. And, that's, that's why I'm saying, yeah. And yeah, so I'm not mad at Jim Carrey for doing it. I'm mad that it happened. And I think he was miscast completely. And Tommy Lee Jones, I think, is an actor who has a lot of range that could have done something with this character and absolutely does zero with it. And I think a lot of that is direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I it, do it, think... I was going to say, Joel, Joel Shoemaker's Batman vision in general to me is like like it's like Joel Schumacher Joel Schumacher's drag race like it's just literally like yeah I mean the inspiration like it feels as if you're watching one of those acting challenges on drag race to me. like it feels like <laughs> and it feels like it's people in Gotham watching drag race and this is like the drag race version of Gotham but in the worst way and I just I mean... it makes me so mad that being said if I was on drag race and 
I and they and I it made me start. I was like, well, why don't they have like a you know kill the bat runway show? Like yeah. you know they could have done that this year to promote this film. There's a drag race going on right now, but anyway, I would absolutely uh, look into wearing Jim Carrey's outfit at the end of this film when it's like the silver sequin with the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that bodysuit. I'm just going to tell you right now, I would do that on. Drag. <laughs> but I still hate. It. I well, I think it's so funny that the two of you chose to go see. The Phantom of the Opera recently in theaters. Matt, yeah, Matt chose. Okay. Matt chose because Matt loves it. And uh, Jackie's a good sport. Because you want to talk about <laughs> drag <laughs> race equivalent Matt. of, you know. I if, mean, yeah, I liked ugh. it a lot better this time, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was pretty That's drunk, funny. to be honest, but it was a good time. It yeah. was a lot of fun, yeah. But, yeah, I, I have a lot of problems with this movie, and it, it's sad for me. And I think also, we also have to keep in mind as well, like, I loved these films in the 90s, the first two. And then, I, so I was really excited for this when it came out. And it was like, oh, they're doing the Riddler and blah, 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 and like whatever. Yeah. And I was really excited. And uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, watching. I don't, I mean, I don't hate it as much as you do, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I know it's not a good film. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those, like, especially in comparison, like, there's just no. Yeah, this, this. And I remember being one. let down when I watched it in theaters. Oh, wow. We were a movie family. Like, my family, we went to the movies, like, every weekend when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, anyway, I, I remember watching it, and I remember being, like, annoyed. But Yeah, I remember leaving. I was pissed. <laughs> Little kid me, pissed. I, I think I was indifferent on it, and then I I didn't dislike rewatching it, but I, I, you know, it was certainly not the most fun of them, in part because I was like, oh, I have seen this. I have memories of it. It doesn't hold a special place in my heart, but it's, you know, is like, um, but I do think it will be an important touch point for when we discuss the Batman because we are getting the Riddler. Yeah. But oh, we'll- I know it will be because without, without comments, since I know you've, you've been exposed yeah. to this, I, I have this hope that I don't think will be true, but we've seen some of Paul Dano in the trailers, obviously, as the Riddler. And I love Paul Dano and I think he, he's a great cast for casting choice for Edward but I have this like I look at it and I'm like I see the trailer and I see him getting arrested which is probably planned I'm sure and whatever like in that diner and everything and I'm like I'm really hoping that this whole all this dark like the way he's talking and blah, blah, like all this stuff is like all just set up for like a story thing and then the rest of the film we're gonna see him un- unveiled as like an actual more accurate Riddler and I'm not gonna allow myself to get my hopes up for mm-hmm. it, but I'm not happy with how he looks or sounds or anything about. This I just need the riddle slash mystery to be good, and not stupid. I need the characterization to be good, and I, I want the riddle to be good as well. I want the mystery to be really good, but I need that character to be done well. And it's I like cannot so believe this movie happening. is almost three hours long. Like I can't get over it's it. What the so fuck? Long. It's so Why? long. It's, it was, yep. I mean, yeah, I would, I would hold, I I would hold it, judgment. But... I like a, I love a good three-hour movie when I think it feels like it fills up that time in a really good way. But then, I mean, I, there's you know, definitely three-hour movies like... I'm obsessed with. But I, there's three of them at least. <laughs> but there's not. Well, um... It's like I withhold the judgment because I'm like, well, if it's. I mean, I do love Titanic nice, like, too, but you know. but I just yeah, like. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think, uh, I I don't foresee this being one of them. But who knows? I will. We'll I will be thrilled if I like it. I will be thrilled. But well, we'll, we'll withhold that. We'll we'll pause. And we'll revisit once <laughs> you both have seen the, the Batman. But I, that does bring us to our final of the rewatch, and that is Batman and Robin. 
And I will say that this was my favorite to rewatch because I love Mr. Freeze. The puns are awful and I love it. Wow, I hate this movie. I like, that doesn't I surprise me at all. Barely get through this movie. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I think this one. I think it's so bad, but this one knows it's bad. To me, Batman right. Forever thinks it's decent, and it's not at all. And this, to me, like, is so bad that this is actually like campy enough to like. I just laugh at it because I think it's so stupid. Yes. Like, I hate that it. It. I hate that it's part of this franchise, <laughs> but as a film on its own, it's like. What is Uma Thurman doing? Like mm-hmm. with this voice, and she's so trying to channel with no. Selena, what Michelle did with Selena, and like yeah. the puns, the lines, the story, all of it is just so stupid. Yes, that Drew Barrymore. I just laughed at it. No, Drew so Barrymore much, is in. That's um, forever. Drew Barrymore oh, is not in this one. She is in. That's yeah, Two Face is one of his girls. His angel. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I thought he. I thought she was one of Mister Freeze's. No, she's no. Two Face. And uh, with what's her face, also uh, Madonna's friend. I've never heard the actress's name. Are you talking about Elle McPherson? No. It's not, is that her name? What, the devil? When you said, when oh, you said, the devil. The devil, like Angel, Angel. Like yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, know, I know what you mean, but um, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember who plays. I forget her name. Madonna's but friend? Yeah. Madonna's oh, friend. I literally just thought, oh, oh Debbie Mazar. Debbie, Debbie Mazar and Madonna are friends? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they go that. way back. She's in music videos of Madonna's from like the 80s. Oh, yeah. That weirdly tracks. Yeah, yeah they're really close. <laughs> But 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 anyway, like yeah, I just it's it's like this is just so over the top ridiculous that it to me it commits to the fact that it's bad, so yes. I can enjoy it. Yes, I, it also it you know it just came out at like the right time for me that that I just enjoyed it. I think it's a terrible film, but I just think the villains are so ridiculous and fun. And again, I love a bad pun. Like I think I'm secretly like a dad joke dad at, at heart, and so you know. He and they just like pander so hard because you know Arnold Schwarzenegger can't act, no. and so they're just like we're gonna give him a relentless torrent of bad jokes, no. and we're just gonna go with it. I was like, you know what? You knew what you were doing, and they never stop. It just and keeps it going, never and going, lets and going. up, and it's like, yeah, it's it's too much. But again, two more villains outfits the entire time that could be Drag Race for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and well, I mean, and I dare say. There were things about this iteration of Bane that are more accurate to the character than what Nolan did. <laughs> I so, do like as awful as that is. You see, he looked more accurate, but you know Way they got the, they got the sentiment of you know he's he's a big oaf who will do whatever a hot girl tells him to do. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I also liked that Arnold Schwarzenegger got top billing over George Clooney, who is the t- one of the titular characters. Yeah. But Arnie was a bigger get, and so I was just like, yeah, all right. What's funny is, and this I do think is actually true, even though my Jim Carrey was a bit of a misspeak, but it's funny because it's like, oh, why would you get George Clooney to play this role? But he wasn't the George Clooney we know now at that time. He was. He was a big deal. Like, people knew yeah, who he yeah. was and stuff, but it wasn't like as like, oh, you know, God, like getting George Clooney to play it now or something. You know, it's, it's he like, hadn't he like cemented huge. into caricature yeah. George Clooney yet. Right. And so I understand the uh, the appeal to trying to go there obviously it doesn't work because you know but i get the the need to go (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean they 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 tried it it's well it's also it's so strange with these movies because like certain you know alfred carries over and then you've got uh uh you know uh chris o'donnell carries over but then the batman swap out which i actually don't hate you know i just feel like okay fine there's like a weird continuity it's weird i don't know if i have a batman 
I was going to say Commissioner Gordon carries over too, which is so. Oh, yeah. This guy's like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. But yeah. Well, like Alfred, um, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say, I want to I hear about your Batman comment. But I was going to say, I, I also believe this to be my favorite Alfred. Michael Go, I think, is he's oh, yeah. Alfred in my head. Yes. And I don't think anyone else has kind of come close. No. I anyway. completely agree. But yeah, I'm curious if you have like a, a front runner for. I, I struggled with it because, like, again, the Batman and Robin is the most memorable Batman for me for childhood, at least, right? And so it's like, but George Clooney is not who I'm like, that's a great Batman. Yeah. I don't dislike the Christian Bale ones. I think they're so outlandish and so like specific that they're really fun to make fun of. And so therefore I like enjoy it, you know, with his really ridiculous put on voice. But I just, I don't know if I. And like, yeah, this is Batman for me. It's They're hard. All you know, Batman. Christian me. Bale, I don't dislike his Bruce Wayne portrayal. Mm. I do dislike his Batman, of course. Michael Keaton, I think, nails both. Val, I think, is fine, but I don't really think he brings a ton to it that Michael didn't already do. So it doesn't like, not that, not that it's the most dynamic role to play, but I, I yeah. it's like Michael, I, I would see no reason to change. George Clooney, it's he's fine at what he's trying to do, but you just can't unsee George. So it's like this doesn't work at all. Yeah. And I have unpopular opinion where I actually don't hate Ben Affleck. Oh no, I hate Ben I'm Affleck. I'm not a big Ben I, Affleck fan, no, but I, I don't I don't hate him as much no, as I, I hate think the world does. Yeah, I don't hate I him. hate the outfit quite a bit, so I don't know if that's part of it, but I really hate the Batfleck outfit. He's like chubby and weird. I, I definitely want to talk about the the Batman outfit when after we see it in motion, I think is the Actually, no, I picked my Batman. It's Lego Batman. Oh, God. Is that <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Sure. The Lego Batman games are so, were so much fun. I don't know if they're as much fun to play now, but they were so much fun because they were before the Lego games added like movie dialogue in. And so I feel like they were a really fun interpretation. Obviously, games and movies are different, but they were just like a really fun interpretation yeah. of, uh, you know, you had to pantomime and you had to be exaggerated and the dynamics between Batman and Robin were really silly and like all the, you know, the villains were there and ridiculous. And yep. So Lego Batman is actually my favorite Batman. I'm going to throw it out there. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess Maybe it counts. Truth. It's a movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, the Will Arnett one is like, he's trying to be Christian Bale as Batman. So I'm like, Meh, but like, I do love the, the game Lego Batman. Oh, the game Lego Batman. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you said that, but then I was like, went right to the movie. Again like, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, originally I was like, oh, I'll say the movie, but I was like, no, I, I, I mean, I like the movies, but he's, yeah. The, again, to Jackie's point, Batman is the worst character in Batman. So, <laughs> at least with like the games, he doesn't talk, you know. Yeah. And you're Batman, well, so you even in his like. own comic books, it's he's pretty. Yeah, he's yeah, just he's just really. annoying, like whatever. And that's why I, I know we talked about this over a year ago when we talked about the first trailer for Batman but that's why like I had this like fool's hope that I was like oh I really hope that Robert Pattinson's actually Dick Grayson and that it's going to surprise us all and he's not Bruce Wayne in this film and A because Dick Grayson's a much more interesting Batman to me Mm. and B because I just think when I mean I love Robert Pattinson and I think he could do anything but I think that he looks in build and just everything more like a Dick than a Bruce (laughs) All that being, I know. I can't. I, it's, oh that, my God. I know it's a name, but it's just. Yeah, so- I mean, like, for a Richard Grayson. Or yeah, okay. he looks yes, more like a Richard yeah, than a Bruce. Sure, sure. But, um, but it, I, and I, I know he's referred to as Bruce Wayne in the uh, trailers and this and that, and I have to get over that. But I just, and I, you know, I didn't expect they were actually going to do it, but I thought, oh, how cool would that be? You know? If they um, had the balls, it would have yeah. been so fucking cool. It, yeah, it's. So we'll anyway. put a pin in. We'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin. But we'll I just mean, yeah, I, I that yeah. that all to yeah. say that I'm not a Bruce. I, I think Bruce is so uninteresting. And I think that 
Gotham is so rich and fun, and then Batman looks cool that I think he's just because he became this staple well, for everybody. But yeah. even though the character sucks, this is this is what I will say about the Nolan films. They set up at least towards that end one, moving away from Bruce Wayne. And I actually would have been really interested to see yeah. the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, Batman one. I, I don't know if it needed to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but you know, they were they no, gave us that. I, like, yeah. Something. It would have been yeah. nice to move away into a different direction. That was like, okay, yeah, no instead of being like, just getting reset yeah. again. Like, yeah. Well, and then I thought, even though whatever, but I I thought when Ben Affleck was cast, and he and he and they decided to not like anti-age him or anything, and he had yeah. gray in his hair, and he was an older Batman. I thought, oh, they're actually going to finally do like a a like a usher in a passing, passing yeah, a yeah, mantle yeah. thing here. And I thought, okay, well. That's cool, you know, to do that. But then it was like, oh no, never mind. So, no, I, I, I don't think you know, any of these franchises. Batman and Spider Man, the the curses of those two, the different worlds here, where it's like, where you just they're, they're too marketable and people love them too much that you just they'll never stop. They'll never stop. Nope, they will not. But I don't know. Mm. It's it's interesting, and I think it's funny that I mean, I think Jackie's probably got too much trauma associated. But I, it's like, I think it's funny we didn't even bring up Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> yeah yeah what is there to say <laughs> yeah and i think i mean i i guess for me when i look at that i'm like her role in the film obviously if you're going to go do barbara gordon you should do it correctly but her role in the film as st- silly as it is i'm like eh, doesn't bother me that much the thing that bothers me the most is that they named her barbara wilson like, why name her Barbara at all? Like, if you just want to make a new Batgirl, yeah. just name her something else. That's my my quant, my big thing with all the comic book movies. I mean, you've heard me bitch about it for Gardens of the Galaxy when you put someone like Mantis and it's nothing to do with who Mantis is. Just make a new character. Why desecrate this character who existed to serve a purpose in this film? Just make a new character. Like Nicole Kibben, who you love so much, Chase Meridian. She wasn't a comic book character. She became one after that film. Oh, and she sure. carried on in the comics, and they changed her likeness and everything because I think they didn't want to have to pay Nicole the royalties because she's the originator of the character. Yeah. And so it's like, but she's but they but she's that same role, criminal psychologist, whatever she is, and all that. You know, yeah. Harley Quinn, my girl Harley, she originated in the Batman animated series. She was never in a comic book before that. She oh, started I had there. No idea. Yeah, in the nineties, and then she became a comic book character. So it's like there's and nothing she was so beloved. With, there's yeah. nothing wrong with doing that. And I think that they could have just done that. There have been multiple Batgirls, as Jackie will tell us. You know, it's like... They, yeah, there's so just many Batgirls, and it's just... Just name I her mean, something whatever. Else. I didn't like anything about this film, really, so I don't really yeah. have a whole lot to, like, contribute here. Um, <laughs> you know, this is one of the reasons I dislike this film. <laughs> that is valid. I mean, I, I also think it's very valid to dislike it on... She's, like, she's so tokenized in this. I know. Like, yeah. it's just, they were like, oh, guys, we've got to have a girl now. I just think it's so funny when you watch motion across her boobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, in fairness, really... everyone has nipples in this. Yeah, it's true. Well, and, and I will say, like, Joel Shoemaker, you know, spared no expense when tokenizing Robin in either of these films. Either. Also true. That, yep, yep. Equal, equal opportunity. You know, yep. I, I've met several people who have said that that was their sexual awakening. Was this, was. Was Chris <laughs> O'Donnell? Robin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. it, it's a thing. I mean, poor taste. Our, I would have picked generation. Michelle Pfeiffer, hands well, down. A lot of us did pick Michelle Pfeiffer. But yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah. But, a lot but, of us did. A lot of yeah, us did. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone did here, but but uh, there were people who did pick Robin, and and I, you know, I mean, so 
that being said, I agree with you though, because it's like okay, it's almost refreshing when you do it to a man, because when you do it to a woman, it's like, well, what else is new? Like, right, right. Else here, but I do think it's funny that when you watch it, and you know, Alicia Silverstone has her charms and her, you know, she's good at certain things, and you know, but disappearing is not one of them, and and it's one of those things where she walks on the screen, and you're kind of like, oh my god, it's Cher. And everything she says, it's share, it's share, share, share. Like the whole yeah. time. And I'm just like, uh, and it adds to my my enjoyment because I'm just laughing, thinking of share being that girl. I'm also I like, would love that if it was. Well, like, that's what it is. <laughs> she, you know. Casting yeah. her as Alfred's whatever she niece. Yeah. You know, because he is one of the best parts of this franchise. And then I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> like, come up with a different story. It makes zero sense, but what I do appreciate about it is giving him an arc i thought was, yeah, even though yeah, it was okay, stupid yeah. i thought it was kind of fun that we were finally giving him a little bit of something like you yeah know, right. which is it was a dumb arc but you know yeah. was there an arc in this film that was not dumb i That's don't know yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really hard to say fair enough i think this is all good homework yeah leading into the three-hour test that is the batman i have listen yeah yeah i've been someone i don't know if i trust because i have no idea is just like a random internet friend, not don't, no, anything. Don't trust them. Yeah, we're like super obsessed with it. And I was like, that is surprising on a lot of levels. But I will say that I don't expect to love it. So sometimes that makes me hate it less. Hmm. That's fair. I Yep, I will refrain from saying anything because I just want you to, to enjoy it. Or not enjoy it, as you will. <laughs> to, to experience it. <laughs> to experience it, yes. All three hours of it. If you can't tell, I will be honest, it's it's long. But we all we know how I feel about long show movies. Um, all right, well, in addition to preparing for the Batman, we're watching what this week? Did we watch anything else? Did we have anything? Well, we already said that, you know, Jack and I did watch Phantom of the Opera. Which yes, we did. I think That's a choice. Is, I think is Joel Shoemaker doing camp in a way that, I like better than <laughs> say Batman Forever. Okay. Uh, and I'm obsessed with the family opera story. And I think that he included the important parts of the story. Like, I think the script of it is as good as it could be for a movie musical. I think the execution has some issues, of course, but I love it still. We went to go see it at the Alamo and it was one of those mm-hmm. movie parties and it was so much fun. And I, I just, I love that movie theater so much. It's a little inaccessible, which is sort of a bummer because they make, uh, because of COVID reasons, you have to go find someone with a key to get to the elevator. And it oh, just God. like adds all this like weird. And then the seat either, I have to sit in my wheelchair because they remove the seat or I have to do this weird gymnastical thing to try to get into the chair. So for those reasons, those are the, but I love the Alamo ordering food. And then they, they change the pre-show every time. And so there was like all these old versions of Phantom of the Opera that they were like doing like, you know, trailers for and, and explaining, I don't know. It's so much fun. I think, I think whenever I go to their movie parties, I always have like a really good time no matter. Well, and the crowd was so into it and laughing and singing along. And it was like, they gave us a rose to wave around when your faves are singing. And then they gave us a lighter. And we got a a lighter. I don't know why they trusted us with scare. Wait, like a real open flame? (laughs) Like an actual? And so like every time time there were like candles, people would be like lighting their flame. Oh my God. Oh yeah, it was so fun. Like right when she hand, holds his, like gets his hand in the mirror and the the music starts when she's going in for Phantom of the Opera, it's like everyone just like the light, the, and it's really pretty because all these like lighters and it was sold out and 
And uh, you were supposed to only light it when the chandelier fell, but everyone was like, well, yeah. I'm going to do it whenever there's we'll fire. Do what we you, want. Can't, you can't hand people. And they gave us um, was, yeah, phantom masks to, to like take off dramatically Girl. every time he does. I was like, wear the mask for the film, but make sure every time his is removed that you rip it off dramatically. And it was like, you know, I didn't wear it the film because it was it's not comfortable. But It I wasn't comfortable, waved, yeah. It was really I waved it around in support of the phantom because I am team phantom. But, <laughs> Um, and surprisingly, yeah. Raul had like a lot of support, which I didn't, huh. you know. There's this one woman in the row in front of us who every time he was on, she's she like, just, whoop, every whoop. time she she's like screaming. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I like love fun. that stuff. I have such a good time. And I go to, um, they do a Pride and Prejudice like brunch thing like every year practically. And I love going to that too. So, okay. So that was super fun. I'm also still watching The Gilded Age. I guess I'll, I'll plug it again. I'm really, really enjoying it. So I think, like, you know, uh, people tune in so it gets more seasons. Please, thanks. Yeah, I think it is getting season two already, right? But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's – I think uh, it's doing well enough. I'm not trying to, like, say it's not doing well, but I'm just, you know, into yeah. it. And I still like Severance, actually, too. So. Oh, yes. I keep forgetting that you did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm also watching Gilded Age. I will, I will say that. Finished Love is Blind. Okay. Well, it, up until I, I watched the most recent ones. They just had like the weddings for season two, and I'm very excited for the tell-all. The honeymoons are the best part, usually. Well, but it's it's so weird because they go on like the pre-honeymoon, right? It's oh, like they, they spend time in paradise was, yeah. before deciding whether or not they should like exist in the real world together, and then they decide whether or not they should get. But then married. they get like little apartments, right? And like yeah, yeah, yeah. and they put them in. Oh, somebody, somebody must get this like weird corporate discount on this one particular gold glassware that everyone has these weird cheesy generic wine glasses that they, they all drink out of that are like gilded goblets it's just it's so yeah. bizarre but i know i was i remember that from season one it was just like these gold goblets and i was like it's the same <laughs> ones they've got they've the yeah. exact same ones i think they're in all of the netflix service apartments but that's so funny i'm still watching pam and tommy me too i'm, I'm surprised by that but i am yeah, it's mostly morbid curiosity that. at this point. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not hating it. No, I think no. the low point was that stupid penis thing. But I think everything else, and I'm actually not hating the treatment of her character either. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm into yeah. It. I'm I think not. they're doing a better job of focusing on her now, but it's just like, yeah. mm, but it's yeah, better than I, I thought really. they were going to do. Uh, I haven't right. kept so up I've, with it, so I guess I don't know. I've kept up with that I, and the secrets of Playboy. I did oh, watch see, uh, Inventing Anna. Oh, what do you think? I liked it. I had a good time. Yeah. I watched that accent uh, was really weird. Bad. But it's bad. Not really something. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. Although I was uh, talking to your sister, Jackie, about that show when she had watched it. And um, she remembers when this all happened. She's very interest into that industry and stuff and you know, a New York wife and stuff like that. And she I was like the con industry. <laughs> No, the the like fashion. No, I, get, I, and, like, I know, I know. It's, I was just like, wait a yeah. minute. She's into that conning thing. I don't know, but yeah. she, uh, but she said that she sounded really accurate. But I don't oh, know. Right. You know, I don't know. But I assumed it must have been because otherwise, why? It's too much of a choice, right? Like, it's Where it's so right, bizarre. right? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. And then I, I finally saw the worst person in the world. Oh, what'd you think? I want to see that too. I liked I it. It was. I did. I did, I went in totally not knowing anything about it, which I think it's the way to do it, though. Yeah, I agree. I I would say don't watch a trailer or whatever, but check it out. It's you know, it's interesting. Yeah, I thought the way they there's things about it that I really liked, and then overall I, there are things that I was like, eh, but yeah, I liked it. And then uh, 
I watched last night. Actually, I watched uh, in the theme of worst. I watched the the worst roommate ever. Oh and, yeah, and that uh, just popped up on my Netflix, and I yeah, I, and I yeah. I lived for it. It was it's true oh. crime, and it's uh, oh okay, so I should watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true it's true crime. I actually thought it was a little creepy. Like honestly, like it's not. I don't think it's trying to be scary, but yeah. it um, you know, the the premise is just it's it's basically just going over stories of like finding someone to live with that ends up being a really bad idea. But you know, maybe like I should not always watch yeah, this it's as always, someone who's about to move. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's always dark and sinister, and I will say that I, it made me feel kind of like antsy about the fact that like, because some of these people on there, it's like, oh, I need a new roommate, found a roommate on Craigslist and whatever. And it ends up being like this, like really, nope, really definitely bad thing. Yeah. And I've done that. Like I've gotten Craigslist roommates because I needed a roommate. It's like, well, I can't, I can't afford to pay this rent and I need someone. And I, and it's always worked out okay for me, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm like, God, after watching this, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I'm at a point in my life where I can't do roommates anyway, but if I needed to do a roommate situation, I don't know what I would do because I don't think I could yeah, go to Craigslist. You'd be murdered. Show. Well, it's either murder or become the murderer. So you'd have to become a murderer. Yeah. And I, you know, I hate people. So much effort. It's that, so much you know? cleanup. It's just, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. There's just yeah. so much involved with yeah. But I think, yeah, it is. But I think if you're into any sort of true crime at all, like it's, it's, it's. Okay. Well so my enough. sister should watch it basically. It's super it's short. It's sad. It's like they're each like an hour or so, but it's like there's only five episodes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, because oh. I watched it all in one sitting and I was like, can we get more? I'm sure you will. I'm sure there's more. That coming. reminds me of like how how or... it's made, which I really like the about oh, the yeah, movies yeah. and yeah. stuff. But they only the movies that made like, us. Yeah, the movies that made us. There we go. It had like it only ever has like four episodes every if season. That, it's and like, like or like uh... the, also the toys that made us is always mm-hmm. so yeah. And they're um, really interesting little. I love I love a documentary about pop culture. That's mm-hmm. like a thing I really enjoy. Agreed. Or art, unlike fashion, is the same thing as art to me. But you know. I realized the one thing that I need to watch this week uh, is Killing Eve is back. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, which I, I feel like, like I must quietly be... came back, which yeah. is kind of upsetting because I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't speak. I, wonder I, I don't know. Seasons, because I really liked just what I've season, seen of it. But season four just premiered. I'm trying to figure out like how many seasons I've seen. Three was not the best. Yeah, three I, think I thought I've was seen, okay. I think I've seen, I've definitely seen two. Two was decent. One was amazing. Two is good, but yeah. Anyway, the problem is one was so good that like I care enough to keep going, but one was so good and it's never quite lived up to it. Well, I think I think this last this is I think this is the last season, so it's like okay, they can wrap it up and be in a satisfying way, hopefully. Right, and I can you know I can do it and be happy about it. Right, it won't be like open ended. Right. Yeah, which is always the best, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We will prepare. We will reconvene post Batman singular. The Batman. The bat. The Batman. That's how you know it's a different movie. Yes, it's it's got a, it's very first, different. Yeah, yeah, so different, so so different. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, especially having. I'm I'm I glad we did. Elmo would play these play the Batman and the Batman Returns. That would be so fun. I wouldn't be surprised if. Yeah, it's not. I've on done the them. At, right I've now. done them at like Cinespia before, and I've done mm. them at one of those old theaters downtown did them before and i've done those and like they're, they're fun all right well cool thank you both thank you thank you as per usual to jackie and matt and now a couple of quick follow-up points so yes annette benning was going to play catwoman but she dropped out of the production because she got pregnant so michelle pfeiffer stepped in super last minute the costume had already been fit for annette it was you know but i i 
think at the end of the day, we might have gotten a better Catwoman out of it. And then Jim Carrey did get his start on In Living Color, which was a sketch series from the Wayans Brothers. He was not a stand-up comedian. And finally, just a little bit of context in case you weren't aware, Joel Schumacher started his career as a fashion and costume designer, which probably explains a lot of the campiness in, in the visual design and tone overall of his work. In fact, in case you saw it, Joel Schumacher is actually a character in the Netflix series Halston, which is about the fashion designer Halston. So... That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.